Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 202, I'm going to be talking about how to use online video to market your blog. You know, video is awesome. I love video and it's responsible for a lot of my success when it comes to what I do online. But a lot of people get intimidated when it comes to using video marketing um, with their blogs. In fact, a lot of people aren't even sure where to start. So in this episode... I'm going to break down video marketing like a science by walking you through all of the important things you need to be thinking about if you're trying to grow your blogging business using online video. And trust me, video has the ability to skyrocket your online success if you do it right. So video, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about video. I love online video. Yeah, I love podcasting. Um but I love video too because video really it allows you to connect with people in a different way. In a, in a different way, people can see you and all that good jazz. And I'm I I'm always excited when I'm on video, um, whether I'm actually on the video itself or if I'm recording my screen. All right, so I'm gonna be talking to you about online video. So a little bit of background. Some of you may know this story already, but, you know, I, it, it doesn't hurt to, to say it over again. You know, I used to be a high school science and math teacher. And while I was a high school science and math teacher, um, there came a point where I just had this itch that I really needed to scratch because I wanted to be a university professor, but I didn't have a PhD. So, you know, I couldn't, in my mind, I couldn't teach at a university at the time. So what I decided to do is, you know what? I don't need a PhD. The stuff that I want to teach, I'm going to teach. But you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to do it on the interwebs. I'm going to do it online because I'm learning so much about blogging and internet marketing and online business. Why not take that same, um, those same principles, those same concepts, those same strategies and apply them to something that I'm passionate about? And I chose to use video. Now, the reason I chose to use video was because when I looked at all of the other biology blogs out there, or most of the other biology blogs out there, there were a bunch of them that just really had, you know, a bunch of research articles and a bunch of text and, you know, complicated stuff that, you know, it, it, if you're really deeply into the biology, you'll understand it. But for the average person, you know, it, it can get a little tricky to understand what's going on. You know, you a lot of people take science. They take biology in high school and college and they're like, get me out of this thing because it's too complex. I wanted to make it simple. I wanted to use biology. I, I mean, I wanted to use video to make my um, biology content.
it. So I started it. I started my blog. Um, it's called Interactive Biology. You can check it out at interactive-biology.com. I, 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 oh, I, I put the blog online in 2010, but I really started going at it in 2011. And as a result, let me tell you some of the things that have happened. Um, now, d- disclaimer. I have not really done anything on that blog, on that um, the YouTube channel over the last three years. I've probably, over the last three and a half years, actually, I've probably spent about a month working on it. But because of all the things I had done before to build it up to where it is today, it has accomplished a whole lot. So let me, let me tell you where I'm at right now. Right now, with that biology YouTube channel, I'm at 76,000 subscribers. 76,000 subscribers. This means that seven, over 76,000 people get notified in some way when I post a new video. And I will be getting back to posting some videos soon. Um, I, I, I've been saying that for a while, though. But anyhow, 76,000 subscribers, over 7.2 million video views. Let me tell you this. Using online video really was the thing that that caused that biology blog to be as successful as it is today with over 60,000 people visiting it in one month. That is significant. At least in my mind, it's significant. For some people, it's not significant because they get millions. But you know what? I'm not those people. (laughs) So for me, that is huge to think that so many people are visiting content that I've created on a monthly basis is awesome. But I had to go about it a very strategic way. And I've been studying this online video stuff um, for a long time now. Um, I've done it with my biology blog. I've helped um, a partner of mine, Cassandra at CassandraBakai.com, to launch her business with, with um, uh, she sells natural hair products. Um, and I helped her to get hers going. And I want to let you know that video is powerful. Just in case you're not you're not sure whether you should be thinking about video marketing. I'm going to give you a few reasons here. Now, I just want to let you know that this actually, this content comes from part of my course inside my university, uh, Become a Blogger University. You can check that out at becomeablogger.com slash the university. And it's a course on video marketing. And I, I you know, the content is so valuable that I, I figured I need to share this with you um, so that you can, can, can learn about video marketing because it can be powerful. And if it's powerful, I want you to know about it. All right. So if you want to check out the university, becomeablogger.com slash the university. A lot of great content in there. But let's talk about this video marketing stuff. First, why should you be even thinking about video marketing? Well, number one, do you have a message to share? Like, is there something, maybe you're passionate about something or something you just want to get out there to the rest of the world. Maybe you have a business idea. Maybe you have products that you've created. Like my friend that created um, natural hair products and she was selling them but not doing a very good job in terms of getting a lot of people to buy. Um, So we use online video. Do you have a message to share that you want to get out there to the world? Video can help. Number two, 
where you know we we keep hearing this thing where where some people say you know I'm a visual learner I'm a tactile learner I'm this type of learner and so on but the fact is this we're all visual learners if we see what we're hearing about if we see someone do something we're going to be more likely to learn it than if someone were to just tell us about it okay so we're all visual learners and for that reason online video can be very powerful. So that's number two. Number three, relationships. When, you know, you're listening to my voice right now, and this is, I, I consider this to be relatively intimate because you can hear if I'm excited, you can hear if I'm not doing very well, if I'm, I'm kind of down and so on. Um, and that's powerful. But what you can't see right now is that my hands are flailing all over the place. And I, I, I really get into it when I'm doing my podcast episodes. So imagine now you're listening to me, but you're also seeing me. You're seeing the things that I'm doing. Um, that really does help to kind of take the relationship to another level because you're, you're, you're getting to see a little more of who I am. And that really does help in terms of connecting with people. So that's number three. Number four, you're able to help people from all over the world, all walks of life, especially if you have a message to share, especially if you have content that could really help people. You know, it, it, that right there can be extremely, extremely powerful in, in helping people regardless of where they are in the world. You know, if I go into my biology inbox and I do a search, I will literally see thousands of messages from people from all over the world letting me know what the site is doing for them. And for me, that's awesome. When I was putting together this presentation, I went on YouTube just to see some of the, pre the recent comments that people had left. Um, and just two hours before, here's a comment. Helps me a lot. My Engli English is not even my mother language, but now I get it. This after watching one of my videos on how a neuron function and the action potential and all that fun stuff might not be fun for you, but it's fun for me. I'm a good nerd and I'm OK with it. Um, uh, here's another video um, deals with the cardiac cycle. Someone left a comment uh, just the day before saying, I can confidently say that the reason I aced the pressure volume curve question on my exam was because of this video. I watched this video about four times and had like Leslie's voice in my head while doing the questions. Thanks. Thanks for all your videos. This to me is amazing. People all over the world getting value from the content you're creating. That that is extremely powerful. Okay, so um, you can help people all over the world. Another reason, reason number two, four, five. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. You've probably heard it said many times, but quite frankly, you want to learn something, what do you do? You either go to, to, to Google and you search for something about the, the topic, or you go to YouTube and you search for it. People go to YouTube to search for something, for, for all kinds of stuff that they want to learn about. And if you can create the right content and put it up there in the right way, you can get a significant amount of exposure. Next one, reason number six, YouTube viewers are actually quite engaged. They, they, when someone uh, watches a video on YouTube and they come over to your site, they're, they're more likely to spend a longer period of time. So there was a study that was done by Shareaholic last year based on you know, surveying um, uh, 200,000, over 200,000 sites on their network, the people that um, opted into this study. Um, 
and that that accounts for over 250,000 not thousand 250 million unique visitors per month and what they saw is that um, from all of the social networks when you whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case might be LinkedIn they looked at Pinterest, they looked at, I don't remember all of them, but here are some data that I have from you, have that I got from it. Um, from the people that come from these different social networks, the time on site, the number of pages uh, per visit are significantly higher on YouTube than from any other um, social network. And not only that, they have the lowest bounce rate. In other words, the likelihood that people just come to one page and leave is going to be significantly lower. The likelihood that they, they stay on your site for longer, stay on your blog for longer, is going to be higher if they come from YouTube than from any of the other social networks, according to that one study. And that, to me, is significant. I've seen the same thing on my blog. The people that come from YouTube spend more time. And last reason, if you play your cards right, you can actually make money with your online videos. Um, so I have my biology blog that I mentioned I've only spent about a month of work on over the last three and a half years. And every month I receive about $1,000 in ads, ad revenues from people that are watching my videos. That to me is significant. may not be significant to some people, but for me, an extra $1,000 a month is awesome, especially if I'm not doing anything today to make it. All right. If you're not convinced, stop this episode, go on and do something else because what we're going to go into now is the nitty gritty. What do you need to be thinking about? What are the things that you want to be doing? All right. You ready for it? I know you're convinced. I just said that if that that if you're not convinced thing just because that's what people say. Anyhow, <laughs> let's talk about we've decided, and this is not going to be for everyone, but if you want to use video marketing, uh, I want to equip you with what you need. All right? So let's say you've decided video marketing, awesome stuff. I'm going to be doing it. What do I, where do I, Leslie, where do I go next? I want you to actually step back. I want you to step back and do something that I always recommend regardless of the kind of content that you're creating. And if you haven't done this and you've heard me say this over and over again, do it. Just do it. Okay? It's going to help you regardless of what you're doing. Okay, so the first thing is you want to be very clear on who your ideal target person is. Who is she? Who is he? Get very specific. What is it? What is her? What are her goals? What are her struggles? And those types of things. I want you to get so specific. And I've said this a few times on here. I've I've gone through who my ideal target person is a few times, but I'm gonna reemphasize it because it's that important. I want you to understand how specific I get. So this is for my biology blog. This is my ideal target person for my biology blog. Regina is a 19-year-old sophomore in college. When it was her time, when it was time for her to apply for college, she knew exactly what she wanted to be. In fact, she always knew that she wanted to be a doctor from as far back as she can remember. Her parents knew it too. And her and and, and got her a toy stethoscope for her 13th birthday. Other kids would have been so disappointed, but not Regina. She was so excited. She could finally get to practice being the doctor she knew she wanted to be. However, when she, when she went to college, she was confronted with reality. Becoming a doctor is extremely difficult. And what was her passion has become her pain. 
In her first year of college, she took general biology and physics and struggled to pass with C's. She spent many nights struggling to understand the notes she had written from the lectures she attended, and the textbook almost seemed to be in a another language could she do it could she really become a doctor she was no longer as confident how could she tell her parents would they be disappointed in her she couldn't bear the thought she then she thought to herself i need help she knew going into her sophomore year that something had to change her summer break was a good change in pace and she had time to reflect she started looking for resources outside of what was offered at school and stumbled onto interactive biology after watching a few videos, she was utterly amazed at the fact that the concepts she struggled to understand over the last year had become so clear to her in a few hours of watching some of the videos. This gave her renewed energy and increased her determination to become a great doctor. She will succeed. She will be the doctor she always wanted to be. And yes, she will help countless people through the course of her lifetime. And interactive biology will be with her throughout that entire experience. Do you see how specific I got there? I mean, down to the nitty gritty details of what her fears are, what she's struggling with, what she wants to accomplish, experiences in her path, past. I want you to get that specific. And then I want you to move on to the next part, which is asking yourself the following questions. Number one, what problem are you helping him or her solve? Number two, how will you help him or her solve that problem? Um, and number three, be clear about that and then start making videos. All right, so we're actually stepping back because we're looking at, you know, um, who we're making this stuff for, okay? And, and once we know who we're making this stuff for in great detail, we can start making this stuff because now we know um, exactly what kind of stuff we need to create to help him or her. Make sense? I think it makes sense. Next question I want you to ask yourself is this. What is your unique value proposition? What is going to be different about your videos um, from everybody else's? What's going to be different of, about your content than everyone else's? So for me, when I uh, one of the first things I did is I looked around to see what everybody else was doing. I looked for videos. I looked for blogs. And I saw that nobody was really making really short videos covering complex topics but breaking it down in one step at a time. So one video covers one topic and makes it so simple. I wasn't seeing people doing that. So I said, I want to be a little different. I'm going to do just that. What can you do that's a little different? For me, it's the short videos covering one, one topic at a time. For me, it's the enthusiasm that I put into my content. Because quite frankly, when you look at a lot of biology videos, you don't get this excitement. So I wanted that to be a little different. Those are things that I did to be different. What can you do to be just a little different from what everybody else is, uh, is doing? That can help you to stand out and that can help you to really get stuff done when it comes to your online videos. Okay, so now we're making these videos, right? Um, there are going to be some equipment that you're going to need. So, for example, um, if you're going to be on a camera, you need to have a camera. Uh, and you can use your smartphone if you have an iPhone or an Android device. So they do pretty decent video. But there's one thing that I really want you to make sure to invest in. And you don't have to invest a ton of money in it. Um, but that is a lapel mic. Okay, because here's the thing. 
people will look at a video even if the video quality isn't that great. But if the audio quality is terrible, they're not gonna they're not gonna take the time. All right, so you want to make sure that your your audio quality is good stuff. Now, I'm not gonna recommend very specific pieces of equipment on this podcast episode, but if you go to the show notes for this episode, I will have links to different things that I recommend. And the reason why I don't want to say specific ones is because, quite frankly, you might listen to this in a year, and those specific things might be obsolete. But those links can always be updated. So go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 202 and you'll get those resources. Now, if you're not on camera, because, you know, some of my biology videos, I'm on camera. Some of them, I'm not on camera. You can use screencast recordings, screen recording software like ScreenFlow on a Mac or Camtasia. Um, Camtasia is on Mac or PC. Um, Cam Studio is a free version that's on uh, PC only. It's an open source open source program that you can use to record your screen. Uh, so those are some options. Once again, becomeablogger.com slash episode two or two zero two. You'll get all of the links to resources that I mentioned in this podcast episode. So th- that's the equipment that you need. Now, if you're recording your screen, you also want to use a mic and a good mic would be, you know, a simple USB mic. You can just plug it in. And when you plug it in, you can just record and you get a good quality audio. There are some very high quality USB mics available for a relatively um, affordable price. So you definitely want to check those out. Um, uh, you want Once again, check the show notes and you'll get links to those types of different options in terms of equipment. So that's the equipment. Now we can start making our videos. Next question is how long should these videos be? Okay, how long should these videos be? And and I, I already had in my mind what's an ideal length. The ideal length in my mind is three minutes and uh, between three and five minutes. Because quite frankly, when people go to YouTube, they don't generally want to watch long videos. There are some exceptions. And some of my videos are eight minutes. Some of my videos are actually 20 minutes, depending on the type of videos that I create. But generally speaking, I, I try to stick between three to five minutes. So what I did today is actually yesterday when I was making the show notes, I mean the outline for this podcast episode, I went to YouTube and I looked at the top 10 videos for the day just to see how long are those videos. And I saw uh, two minutes and two seconds, four minutes and seven seconds, one minute and three seconds, and so on and so forth. What I did was I took the average of the top 10 videos just to see if it falls within that three to five minute range. And the average of those top Top 10 videos for yesterday, the average length was 3 minutes and 21 seconds. All right? People go to YouTube to watch videos, but they're not going on there to watch two-hour videos. They're not going out, out there to watch, you know, not even 30 minutes, 30 minute videos, um, quite frankly. Sometimes they come to a video and see that it's 12 minutes, and just because of that length, they won't even click play because our unfortunately our attention spans are much shorter than they ever were um and that's just the the reality so i like to tell people you know some people think for example okay i'm recording this podcast i'll record the video of that podcast and put it on video and on youtube but quite frankly it's a different audience so you want to keep your videos short now the next question is if you're keeping your video short how much should you cover in one video. For me, 
I am very much into, if it's gonna be a short video, I wanna focus as much as possible. So I generally like to cover one topic in one video. Once again, that's gonna vary um, in certain niches where you can get away with covering more than one, but my recommendation is to start by trying to focus, cover that one topic, and then kinda test things out from there. All right. Okay, a lot of content that we got to get through in this um, this episode. I want to talk to you about the title and description of your video um, because that is extremely important for you to get what I call YouTube juice or Google juice. Google juice, like Beetle juice, but from Google. Okay, never mind. You just get a point, all right? Uh, here's the thing. Google can't read your video. Search engines can't read your video. Um, so they are going to rely on the metadata that you provide. So things like your, your descriptions, things like your titles, things like the keywords, that is going to give them information about what's contained within the video. So it's your job to think about the title and the description and the keywords so that you can give Google the most relevant information as possible. So what some people would do is they'd upload a video and call that video, video one. Now let me ask you this question. Who in their right minds are gonna go to YouTube and, and search for video one? No one. Now if your video is entitled The Function of a Neuron, that tells Google, it tells YouTube exactly what that video is about. Okay, so you wanna be as descriptive as possible. And the 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 the, the People, some people will go to the extent of doing keyword research and getting all kinds of tools, and I'm not discrediting those, but you know, I don't take the time to do that. I just like to think practically. I like to think, what would someone search for if they wanted to find this video? Would they search for video one? No. Would they search for the function of a neuron? Of course they will. All right, so you wanna be as descriptive as possible. One of the other things to take into consideration is your description. You want to be as descriptive as possible, yes, but what I also try to do is include the URL to my website or to my squeeze page right at the top. The first thing in the description, I include the HTTP colon slash slash so that someone can click on that link and go directly to my site. Okay, so those are some tips there with the title and description. Um, the keywords you also want to pay attention to because the keywords gives YouTube more information and not only that, but it gives uh, YouTube relevancy information. So for example, you know when you're watching one video on YouTube and you see in the sidebar a list of suggested videos, the list of suggested videos is, is automatically determined by an algorithm that takes into consideration the content and also the keywords. All right, so the keywords can be, um, it can help you to put relevant keywords in that description, I mean in the keyword section. Now I'll give you one ninja tip that I use and I found that it works very well. Um, and that is you want to also include one keyword that is unique to your channel, to your videos. So for example, I put my keywords and my keywords might be action potential, nerve impulse, depolarization, all these things that are relevant to the, the type of biology video that I'm putting. But then at the end, I would put interactive biology. 
And on all my videos, the last keyword is interactive biology. So what happens is when you're watching one of my videos, it's going to be more likely to, you're going to be more likely to see other videos that I've created in that suggested video section in the sidebar. So use that wisely. That's a, a good tip that you can implement if the name of your channel is unique. Use that as the last keyword so that increases the likelihood that it's going to show up in the suggested video section. Okay, now I want to talk about YouTube versus Facebook um, because YouTube is what I use to build my biology blog and YouTube is great for search. YouTube is great for exposure on YouTube and so on. But quite frankly, Facebook has become awesome for videos on Facebook. <laughs> if you share a video from YouTube on Facebook, it actually gets suppressed. But if you uploaded it directly to Facebook, that video is most more likely to get more views. So if Facebook is the main platform that you are using for marketing your business, you might want to consider um, uploading your videos directly to Facebook. That is something that we've seen over the last few months. YouTube is not performing as well on Facebook. YouTube is still extremely powerful. But Facebook, if you're using that as a marketing platform, uploads, upload your videos directly there. All right, let's talk about scripts. Should I have a script for my video or should I not? And the answer, my answer is it depends. It can be yes, it can be no. I never used to use scripts before um, because, you know, I found that, you know, you have this script on your laptop. It's next to the camera. You're looking at the laptop and it can look unnatural. Not only that, it takes a while to learn to read in a way that it doesn't sound like you're reading. All right. Um, so I used to just create an outline and just kind of have an idea of what I'm going to talk about and just start talking about it. Today, I am using a script. Uh, well, and not today as in right now, but today when I'm making videos, I use a script. But the reason I'm able to do that is because I've purchased a teleprompter. It's a teleprompter that connects to my iPad and I can use my iPad um, to, to, to it, it sits right in front of my screen uh, of my camera. So I'm looking directly into the camera and reading from a, a, a clear glass that's in front of the camera. And that works very well. And no one can tell that I'm actually reading reading my script. All right. But that is something that takes practice. Generally speaking, I tell people go with an outline. If you're really good at reading in a way that sounds natural, then go ahead, have a script, but use a teleprompter if you're going to do that so that it doesn't look like you're looking off to the side to read your laptop screen. Okay. Let's talk about, a, I want to give you a general outline. If the videos that you're creating are educational videos, there's a, a, a simple format that works very well for those types of videos, and it involves three elements. Element number one, first, you're going to tell them what you're going to tell them. Element number two, then you're going to tell it to them. And element number three, you're going to tell them what you told them. What in the world do I mean? Well, if you look at many of my instructional videos, you'll see at the beginning I say, hey, this is Leslie Samuel from Interactive Biology TV where we're making biology fun. In this video, I'm going to talk about XYZ. I'm going to talk about the function of a neuron. In that, I'm going to cover specifically dot, dot, dot. Then I actually get into the content. I tell it to them. So first I tell them what I'm going to tell them. I tell it to them. And then at the end I say, so in review... We've spoken about X, Y, Z. So what that does is in the beginning, it sets up your expectations. And then you deliver on that expectations. And then you point their attention to the fact that, hey, look, you remember what we said we we're going to cover? 
we covered it. And that framework really does well for educational videos. This does not mean that all your videos need to be that way, but it's a good general framework to start with and then evolve from there. All right, let's talk about the end of your video. And that is the call to action. Your call to action is like super important because you're not on YouTube. You're not on Facebook to build up YouTube and Facebook. They are going to make money with or without you. Your business is to build your business. All right? So your call to action is going to be extremely important. And you want to think through this. All right? At the end of my videos, I always say something like, if you want more resources just like this to help make biology fun, head on over to interactive-biology.com. That then gives them that call to action to go back to my blog, which is what I want for them to do. And if I want to get even more specific, I can let them know that they can sign up to my email list and get a specific resource. Now, um, that is going to be your most important call to action. There are other call to actions like, you know, asking people to like the video or subscribe or share your video. Those are things that you, ca you sh can also do and you should also do because you want to engage with them on the platform they, they're on. You want them to help spread the news, but then you want them to come back to your blog. So this is how I recommend for you to do it. First, let them know that they can like, subscribe, and share but then leave that important call to action of coming back to your property for the end. You want, that's to be the, you want that to be the thing that they end on. And with that, you can also include annotations on YouTube so that they can click directly on the video and go to your resource, go to subscribe to your email list, go to check out your blog. And on Facebook, now they also have call to action buttons where um, at the end, you can make it so that they can click on a link and go directly to your blog, to your, your email, um, your sign-up form, your opt-in page, or your squeeze page. So call to action, extremely important. Lastly, um, you want to embed this in your blog. All right. If you're building, using this to build up your blog, you want to embed that content in your blog. Here's the thing that goes for your blog also. Remember that YouTube, Google, when they scan your site, search engines, when they scan your site, they can't see what's in your videos. They can't tell what's in your videos, and you need to give them that information. So the title, the description, keywords, and so on, but also any content, any additional content that you can put in that blog post to help Google know what this, is, this post is about. Um, so for example, for me, what I do is I actually post the transcripts of my videos on my blog and I embed the videos there. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll link to some examples so that you can check them out from this, um, the show notes of this post, um, episode 202. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is how do you be awesome on video? Because people can get nervous when it comes to online video. And I want to give you a few tips because there's a study that was done um, by NIMH, that's the National Institute of Mental Health, in November of 2013. And what they saw was that 74% of people suffer from speech anxiety. Okay, they know they're speaking in front of a, an audience, a crowd, or whatever the case might be, and they get really nervous. That's like a serious fear for many people and you might be one of those people so i'm going to give you some tips we're just going to go through these and we're going to come to an end because i'm running a little over but i just wanted to give you all this valuable information tip number one 
I want you, before you make your videos, do something relaxing, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's just, you know, relaxing on the couch. Maybe it's just, you know, talking with your family or whatever the case may be. Something to kind of calm you down. That's number one. Number two, smile during your videos. You'd be surprised at the difference smiling makes. You can probably hear right now the smile in my voice. <laughs> All right. I, I remember when I was working with Khan Academy, um, I, I flew down to San Francisco and I was with them for a week with training. And there was a girl that was there. Her videos were sounding very bland. Um, and she was really struggling with that. So what I did is I went in her room with her while she was making the videos and I stood in front of her and made funny faces and she was just smiling throughout the video. And the difference it made was tremendous. Smile during your videos. You'll be surprised at the difference it makes. Number three, create another video. Quite frankly, the more you do this, the better you get at it. Your first video is most likely going to be your worst video, and that's perfectly fine. Just keep making more. Number four, don't worry about who's watching. Act as if the only person that's watching is the camera because, quite frankly, while you're making that video, the only person, there's not even a person there. It's just you and the camera. So just focus on the fact that it's the camera and not people. Number five, look directly into the camera. A lot of people have a tendency where they're in front of a camera and they're talking about something and they're looking around. That doesn't look good. Look directly into the camera. Look directly into the lens because when someone is watching it on the other end, it will look as if you're looking directly at them. Number six, two, four, six. Yes, watch yourself and watch others. When you make a video, watch that video. Um, look at other videos. Um, don't imitate them, but learn from them. Get used to watching other people and seeing the different things that they do and figuring out how can you apply that in as you're making your videos. Watch yourself. See how you look. See how you sound. And, and take note of different things and say, okay, next time I'm going to try this. Next time I'm going to try this. And tip number eight, last tip smile. I know I said it again already, but I'm going to say it again. Smiling makes the world of difference. So that's all the tips that I got for you today. I'm going to cue in the music right now. I hope you got a lot of value from that. Man, that was a little longer than normal, but I, I wanted to get all this content to you. And if you want to, if you want more content like this and you want to see like the video courses of this content, head on over to becomeablogger.com slash the university. This is the kind of stuff that we do on a, a monthly basis. This month, we're going to be doing a course. That's actually this week. On Thursday, we're doing a course on Facebook marketing. And I'm excited about that because I've been diving a lot into Facebook over the last few weeks, uh, the last few months, actually. Anyhow, hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you are, leave a review on iTunes. If you haven't done that before, that really does help. And it does encourage me to know that what I'm doing makes sense and it's helping somebody out there. So head on over to becomeablogger.com slash iTunes and you can leave a review um, and a rating there. Um, and if you're trying to get your blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and change the world while building your online business, head on over to free bloggingvideos.com. You see that? That was a call to action. Same thing you need to be doing at the end of your videos. But go over there. You're going to get some free training that I've created specifically for you so that you can grow, start and grow your blogging business 
So that's freebloggingvideos.com. Hey, this is Leslie Simon from becomeablogger.com, changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.